Hello and welcome to So Divine. I'm Megan Skinner. And I'm Stephanie Galling. And this is our monthly astrology and tarot podcast where we take a look at the celestial landscape, what's happening in the stars. We pick a tarot card to fit the vibe, all with an eye towards inspiration and helping you to lead a more conscious life. So hello, Stephanie. Hello, Megan. Hello, November. <laughs> hello, November. And should we just jump in? Hello, eclipse season. I'm trying to make a noise. It's not working. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's eclipse season uh, this month. And, you know, we will get into that a little bit later. The month actually starts with a potent Scorpio new moon on November 4th. And it's not just a new moon in Scorpio. It's also a new moon that is opposite Uranus. So uh, the, the moons, the new moons in Scorpio and Uranus is in Taurus. So when I kind of feel into the energy of that new moon, what kind of comes up for me is this what lies underneath, like an unearthing of deeper stuff, because we're going beneath the surface with that Scorpio new moon, and we're unearthing what's kind of in those Taurus energies. So Stephanie, talk to us a little bit about that new moon. Yeah. So yes, yes, and yes, and more yeses <laughs> to what you said. Yes. <laughs> right. We go down we plunge like what's below the surface. You know, what we may find is our emotions get stirred. We may connect to our desires. We may get find it very alluring to like read mysteries or think everything is a mystery that we want to solve. Um, and yet, I was been thinking about this, how like to your point about the it's not your regular um New, Scorpio new moon. It's I was thinking it's like it's not your garden variety new moon, right? And garden variety thinking from like because of Uranus in Taurus, right? Like yeah, the sign right, of, the, right. of the garden. You know, Uranus is the change agent, right? It brings shocks and surprises. And so what I feel like we could sort of say like it can go this way or that way. One way might be we <laughs> find ourselves meeting the unexpected, right? There may be things that occur that surprise us and sort of set us off our path. And then it, that might stir all that Scorpio soup, if you will, inside <laughs> of ourselves. And it may have like deep feelings arise, you know, and, and maybe those feelings are Scorpionic feelings of like jealousy, right? Or passion or like deep upset or deep fear, Right. Yeah. So it could sort of that may get stirred up. And again, even with that, like see what in that stirring, what rises to the surface, like what still wanted to get unearthed. Alternatively, right, we could sort of take a proactive route and say, you know what? I'm going to be, I'm not going to wait for the shakeup. I'm going to be the shaker upper. Like mm -hmm. I'm, <laughs> let's make up a word. Um, <laughs> I'm going to bust out of my routines. I'm going to like change like my rote plans and turn them on their head. Like I am going to do something different. I'm going to pivot. I'm going to move things around. And then as I do, that might elicit for me again, this opening of feeling more connected to like desires I didn't even realize that I had, right? Or, or deep feelings that I didn't realize that I had. So I think it's like 
yes and yes, right? In terms yeah. of how it, what it might bring. Yeah, I love that you're, you know, you're looking at this in a in a proactive kind of way. And, you know, I think you're saying, you know, maybe it's time to surprise yourself and really put yourself in that mindset of being open to new ways of doing and 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 like you're saying, moving outside of those old comfort zones. Now, anytime we talk about the Scorpio-Taurus polarity, we're talking about well, what I always say that that polarity is money, sex, and power. So again, this is just kind of that potent energy that comes up. And so I think we, you know, there's an opportunity to maybe, as you're saying, bust out of those old grooves around your relationship with money, your relationship with, you know, your sexual energies, your relationship with power. Absolutely. Right. And because Scorpio also could be very like entrenched, right? It like, Mm. it clings on and it holds on. And this Uranus energy can sort of loosen that. I mean, Scorpio is also a little bit all or nothing. Like then when it's done, it's like, goodbye, I'm done. Right. (laughs) But that Uranus can maybe like help us have a bit of freedom to those things that we cling to. And maybe out of those Scorpionic ways, you know, of like deep security needs, right? Very Taurus and Scorpio, very much about safety, my security, whether it's my security, my physical security, which is more Taurus or like my emotional sanctity and security, right? Which is more Scorpio. So perhaps that's also where the shakeup can come is like, you know, finding a little bit more space around, um, you know, those instinctive ways that we may feel about like, what has us feel safe? What has us feel secure? Yeah, I think, you know, it's that survival energy that that you're talking about. And anytime anything gets shook loose, it has that opportunity for healing or for transformation. And so as we kind of get into these energies and like you're saying, be proactive about it, you know, hold space for that as things do come up is that with the with the idea that they're coming up so they can be transformed, so they can be moved through, so they can be healed. Yeah, completely. And as you're saying that too, it's making me like, I just got this image of like, like a changing landscape. Like Mm -hmm. we're like, we're the ground. I mean, hopefully there'll be no earthquakes, but you know, Uranus is the planet associated with earthquakes, right? And how in that moment, Mm -hmm. in that surprise, like the whole ground, the whole landscape changes, Right. So maybe to also see like you or you might discover that like, hopefully not that way. Right. But like just in terms of changes that you make, sort of the ground upon which you walk or you build your life has shifted and has changed and ideally for the better. Yeah, absolutely. Because with an earthquake, and remember, there's many different kinds of earthquakes. We can have emotional earthquakes and spiritual earthquakes. They release energy. And with that energy release, then comes that transformation. It'll be interesting to see how this plays out for each of us individually, and then also, as you say, in the world landscape. Okay, we got to move on here. So the next point of interest in November is we have the planet Venus moving into Capricorn. Now, What's interesting about this is, you know, how long does Venus normally spend in a, in a sign, Stephanie? About a month. Okay. Yeah. Well, this this time Venus is actually because of retrogrades go, going to be spending, what, about four months 
in the sign of Capricorn. So it will be there one way or another um, until, you know, into uh, March, the beginning of March of 2022. So let's talk about Venus and Scorpio and what that can be like. What comes to my mind is that Capricorn energy of frugality, of, you know, being conservative about things, not wasting energy, less is more. Really, you know, especially with Venus there, you know, what we love, what we value is really digging into that idea of what we do value. And also with Capricorn, the goat that climbs the mountain one step at a time till it gets to the top of the mountain, also that value of working hard to go after and attain our goals. So maybe during this period until March, it might actually be a good time to get things done. Yeah, for sure, right? I mean, it just feels very much like four months of the reminder that slow and steady wins the race. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, whereas we're all sort of poised for that, like immediacy and quick and all of that. Although I feel like some of that's been a little bit unfolding, you know, after last year, but like it's slow in Capricorn. You have to be very thoughtful. You have to like put in the elbow grease and do the work. And so I think it's going to really like, that's the vein or that's sort of the rhythm that we need to get into is also that like, what is it that I'm building? And like, how can I be very thoughtful with my eye on the prize that also the prize isn't next week, right? That the prize (laughs) may take a while and do the work, but also that know that we are more feeling aligned with things that have like long-standing value. I oftentimes Mm. think of Venus, I mean, Venus and Capricorn and Capricorn itself also as like legacy, right? Mm. Like we may feel like, the idea of w- legacies, other people's legacy or our legacy like has more value or more, we have more affinity for it thinking about Venus, you know, and Venus in Capricorn is also Capricorn's a sign of like business and government and institutions. And so it'll be very interesting with it just, you know, especially now, at least in the United States in terms of this focus on the infrastructure bill and, you know, how does the government actually work and what might come for that. And right. I mean, as we'll talk about Venus retrograde next month, because it goes retrograde, I believe on the 19th, but like, that's again, to your point, like why it's there for so long. Yeah. You know, it's, it's interesting because we're talking about it being there for this kind of four month period. And one of the words I always associate with the sign of Capricorn is endurance. Yeah, totally. (laughs) And so, you know, don't blow everything. I'll blow off all your energy, you know, in November, think long-term and think about, you know, like you're saying, slow and steady uh, wins the race. And to make sure that what you're committing to has that potential to have legs, that it has, you know, a longevity, that it's going to be worth the work and that commitment. Now, as we're talking about this, what what also is coming up, I don't know if you just want to give a, a, a little bit of a nod to uh, the Saturn and Pluto great conjunction, which was in Capricorn, that was the big news story last year. Because this, um, the Venus in Capricorn, will, as it's going through that sign, could bring up some of those energies. Yes. Okay. We went there. Yes. 
I'm so glad. <laughs> right. I mean, it's so how should let's talk about that, right? Like, so Venus, like, okay, when any planet will have a retrograde, right? It first goes forward over a certain landscape, and then it goes back over that certain landscape, and then it goes forward over that certain landscape again, hitting areas three times. And one of those areas is that point in Capricorn, what you were speaking to, where we had the Saturn-Pluto conjunction in the beginning of 2020, which seemed to be a marker for the, how do you describe it? Like the institutional breakdowns, right? Like structures. Collective shadow erupting, the whole paradigm shift. It's almost like as I talk about it, I go into that, I have a little PTSD, right? You know, like, oh gosh. And now we're certainly not saying that it's going to be that. Not at all. Not at all. We're just saying that, you know, there may be a, you know, everything moves forward. So it may pull this back up and it may, some of these themes may continue forward in some new ways that are relevant for the moment. Absolutely. Right. And that notion of like, you know, maybe because it's Venus, right? Like maybe we see that we really focus on how our relationships and who we want to be in relationship with, right? Mm, Shift because of what arose, what got unveiled, what we saw individually and we saw collectively throughout that year. Or perhaps because it's Venus, which relates to money, there's something about some, I don't know if the word is after effect, but some sort of occurrence that, you know, maybe we think like, oh, this happened in 2020 related to my job or my finances, or I saw what had value to me. Now I'm really focused on how do I spend my money, but we're doing it slowly. We've got four months. You know, how do I spend my money to align it with the values that were uncovered for me in that year? And, you know, just collectively, it might be interesting, again, Thinking about Venus's money, like how the financial systems, maybe there's some sort of outcome or another level of outcome from, you know, the breakdown that happened in 2020 and the reveal or the allocate, maybe it's the allocation of money. I mean, we can only hope this just came to me like the allocation of money for more, you know, initiatives. I don't know if that's the right word for like racial justice, right? Mm -hmm. Like putting our money where our mouth is. So Yeah, I I love the idea that, you know, everything kind of erupted last year, but we learned a lot and now we can pay it forward and we can take these experiences, you know, come into the moment and move them forward with that realization, with that knowledge. I I love that. It just, I think it gives it a whole different kind of um, energy to Venus in Capricorn. Yes. We'll see you again in March. <laughs> we'll have a report. Well, everyone should have their own their reports. We'll report back yeah, yeah, about we'll this. Right, exactly. Okay, so moving on, the next big deal in November, oh my gosh, is November 10th. And what do we have going on that day? Let me read the <laughs> We have a Mercury-Mars conjunction. We have a Mercury-Saturn square. We have a Mars-Saturn square. And it's all getting activated by the moon in Aquarius. I don't even know where to start. Let's start by talking about Mercury and Mars in Scorpio 
together. Now, I natally have my Mercury in the sign of Scorpio. So I have a feeling of Mercury and Scorpio. And Mercury and Scorpio, we've already talked a little bit about that energy and wanting to dive deep and explore the mystery. And Scorpio loves, you know, gaining wisdom and it's very spiritual. And yet I remember my very first astrology reading and the astrologer looked at my Mercury and Scorpio and she said to me, hmm, you've got to be careful because you can have a very sharp tongue. And that's always stayed with me. And of course, as I've gotten older and am so much more evolved, I've learned how to take a beat and how to work with that very powerful Mercury and Scorpio that wants to communicate, wants to like just go in for the kill sometimes and temper it a little bit. Now, of course, it's not just Mercury and Scorpio. We've also got feisty warrior planet Mars in there. And that combination, I think, can have a lot of impact. Yes, I would say. <laughs> I mean, at least a lot of impact. It feels like it could be even more like blowing, blowing that up, building that. Yes. I mean, just that, that force, right? Mars is that force behind the words or behind mm-hmm. that mind that wants to dig. I mean, in a, again, I don't want to make judgments good or bad in sort of a easier way, what it could bring out, right? Is this I'm going to solve this problem. And I've got a lot of Mars motivation to put my mind and my communication skills on that issue and try to solve that problem and get under it, like get in the weeds of it. Amazing. Um, You know, I'm going to really dig in. Alternatively, right, like that Mercury Mars can be very fiery and really, like you say, like really go in for the kill, right? If it feels threatened, as if Scorpio feels threatened, it's like, but you never can see what I'm doing besides vegan, but it's sort of like a snake going. She's doing a scorpion sting there. (laughs) So we need to watch that within ourselves. Although, you know, maybe some, there's an issue or an experience where like, that is your defense that you do need, you know, and watch that other people may, their tempers may fly. And then, you know, we may be the recipient of sort of that, like that, thing that I'm doing again that no one could see but me again. So um, it could be, that could be really intense. And then bringing into that both of them, so they are hanging out together and they both square Saturn, you know, like go slow, pay your dues, less is more Saturn, which is also hanging out with the moon. So exactly. you want to talk about like how the Saturn may play yeah, out with because- that? It's like here's this like like um I it brings to mind like this the the bomb cyclone that that we had happening not too long ago with the weather and bombs you know weather bombs going off so with this potent energy and then here comes Saturn that says be responsible don't color outside the lines and the great thing about what i think saturn can do is not shut it down but really bring in the reminder that words have power and to be responsible saturn's all about responsibility about taking your power about authority about 
being responsible for, for, for the words you put out into the world, whether it's written words or it's the spoken word and think before you speak or think before you act. And so I do like that Saturn it's in square because it's Aquarius brings in more of that mindful energy, maybe providing a bit of a container, mm. if you will, for all that big potent energy the other thing that comes to mind when I think about Saturn is I think about authority figures. And it could be during this time that issues uh, around your relationship with authority figures may come up. And so what I would say is be careful there. If it does, it might be the time to say something mindfully, or it might be the time to just, you know, to step back and let the dust settle. Yeah. And like cool off, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, all of that is perfect, right? I mean, I think that's exactly how it feels. And it's that whole, like, the potential of it, but also the, like, the concern of it, right? Like, Saturn's going to create a, a limit, right? And it's going to have a consequence. And so if we're not being mindful or conscious, I love how you bring in mindfulness because it feels like that just we need to be really mindful then. It's going to have consequences. And we might be like, uh-oh, like I wish the horse would like get back into the corral or whatever that, that <laughs> phrase is. Like, um, But again, that sense of container, maybe it's also like, you know, this is what I'm really feeling and what's in my best long-term interest in terms of how to express it or how to act. Um, and yet we also don't want to feel stifled, right? Mm. Or restricted, which could also be, is oftentimes like a Saturn feeling, like the inability or the uh, not having the capability to, to move or to express ourselves. And like, what does that, what, how does that, like, what are the effects of that tension? So just things to be aware of. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Speaking of, oh my God, this is like the potentest month. <laughs> it's so potent. It's potent. So let's talk about eclipse season. You can do the, the, the sound effect there once again, Stephanie. So we do have eclipse season that begins on November 19th with a full moon in Taurus lunar eclipse. Now, um, let's I just let's dig in. So Stephanie, what do you think about that? <sighs> so <laughs> is that an eclipse sigh? Is that a sigh of relief or <laughs> I, I'm not really sure. It's it's all eclipsed. I'm not really clear about my sigh. <laughs> I'm not sure. Um so the first eclipse of two, as you say, is on November 19th. Just a shout out. It will it is President Joe Biden's birthday on the 19th. Um Yes. Interesting. So he, he will be Joe having, Biden has a birthday on the uh, lunar eclipse. Yes. So, um, so Taurus, the moon is in Taurus, the sun is in Scorpio. And to some of these themes that we've already spoken about, right? About resources and security and money and that sense of surviving versus thriving. What does it mean to survive? What does it mean to thrive? Definitely the themes of sensuality and sexuality, right? Taurus from the like corporeal, you know, and also Taurus and then Scorpio from that, like the seduction and the passion. So Ooh. those themes might be really elevated. And, the, and being that it's a lunar eclipse, right? Something really comes to light. It's almost as if something you might've been like 
but that you've planted seeds for a while ago or you've been working on around the eclipse, not necessarily on the 19th, it could be weeks before, weeks after that whole period, all of a sudden you see what it is, like how it's manifested. And so that might be amazing and you might be like, wow, yay. Or you might be like, that's how that manifested. Not super happy about that, right? So either way, there's that sense of, heightened emotionality. Mm, Yes, yes. But yet it's eclipsy. So something feels like it's bubbling up, but we don't know where is it going to lead us? There's a sea change, but exactly what shore we're headed to, what that exactly looks like is not, it's obscured, is eclipsed. I think it's really important because that's where a lot of the stress comes to. It's like, wait, what does this mean? What does it mean? You just realized during eclipse season, it's not yet time to know exactly what it means. It will all get filled out soon enough. So that's yeah. my initial thoughts. What about you? Yeah, and I, I I love that you're bringing in you know the idea of emotions because anytime that we're in a lunar eclipse, you know it's that moon energy. So it is those feelings and emotions, and it's also you know your intuition and your inner world, and so that pot is definitely going to be stirred. And at the same time, what you're saying is ultimately there will be illumination. Ultimately, there will be clarity. And just a reminder, of course, we we talk a lot about this at So Divine, is you feel the energies of a new or full moon, especially an eclipse, at least a few days and a few days after. So just to allow that unfolding, and since we're talking about Venus in Capricorn and to be patient. Read my mind. Right, right. Not to be looking for those quick quick answers. Yes. I was literally thinking the same thing, right? The backdrop is still about valuing patience, Mm -hmm. endurance, not the quick solution or the quick action. So see what arises, what is coming to light for you. And then also be in that sense of like allowing, digesting, assimilating assimilating i like that that's very eclipsy now the 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 next eclipse in eclipse season will be on uh next month in december on the 4th when we have the sagittarius solar eclipse we'll talk about that more next month and speaking of sagittarius of course the sun will be going from scorpio into sagittarius this month on November 21st. So that's always when we change, you know, when the sun changes signs, there's always a shift. And, you know, so we kind of rise out of that deep, dark, mysterious Scorpio energy into fun, free willing. Let's get the party started and be big Sagittarius. Yeah, right. It's It just feels so, I mean, every time a, the sun shifts or a planet moves from one sign to the other, there always feels like, oh, wait, this is so different. But I don't know, to me, for some reason, that the distinction between those two signs feels so large, right? Like we've yeah. been hanging out underground, like in the mud <laughs> and like in the depth of our feelings and it's secretive and it's cloaked. And now it's like, I'm ready to soar, like get me like to the highest point possible so I can have the widest vista with like, you know, with, with, with light and, and, and expansion. So. Yeah. I think there'll be a bit of a lightning, you know, Sagittarius is so buoyant 
it's, you know, I always say it's ruled by Jupiter, the, the biggest and most gaseous planet in our solar system. So I think with that, there'll be, you know, fingers crossed, a bit of a lightning, a little bit of the energies. Okay. It's, it's that, that time. time. It's tarot time. That and time. It's that time of the month. It's that time of the month. And uh, when Stephanie and I were trying to decide on a card for the month, we thought again, it was so fun last month to pick a card at random on air and let the universe decide for us what the tarot card is going to be, all with an eye towards really using that archetype as a bit of a guide as we journey through those November energies. So I don't know if you can hear me, but I am shuffling up the cards and putting some good uh, juju in there. One more shuffle. Anticipation. Okay, Stephanie, are you ready? Am I going to get to say when? Yes. Okay. Um, okay. And that one. Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh, this what is, is it? so perfect. Should I make you guess? No, you're not going to be. No, <laughs> but thank you. <laughs> okay, we have the Queen of Pentacles. And in the tarot, the suit of pentacles represents earth. Very, very Taurus Capricorn with maybe a little Virgo thrown in. So the queen of pentacles is she's the goddess of the earth. And she's very connected to the earth and to that very kind of Taurus Venetian energy of pleasure and enjoyment. And she's also, of course, the queen of money because she's the queen of pentacles. And in fact, in a lot of decks, pentacles are actually called coins. And so you'll see coins instead of those pentacles. And so the queen of pentacles is very, you know, queens are on top of their game. So she's very comfortable in the, in the, the world of money and business and the corporate world. And she has a very strong sense of herself. And she's really in her stride about manifesting money and having a fulfilling and vital career. Also, because pentacles uh, represent the realm of earth, they also represent the physical body. And when you were talking about that Taurus energy, about sexuality and sensuality, Queen of Pentacles is a very sensual creature. You know, she's very in touch with those five earthly senses and she celebrates them. So she's really a true earth goddess. She's in full realization of all of her earthly qualities. So isn't she perfect for our November tarot card? I love it. I love it. The Queen of Pentacles. Yeah. So it's really utilizing, you know, with everything going on is really, you know, a reminder to ground, connect into the earth and take full advantage of, you know, those wonderful earthly qualities. And also to really take your throne mm. of empowerment around who you are in your career, have confidence around it, go for success. The queen of, the queen of pentacles will have your back every step of the way. Well, it just feel it feels so steadying, like mm -hmm. in a month so. with yeah. an eclipse and all of this like yes. Scorpio stir the pot. Like it feels so nice that there's like that step to the reminder to turn to that steadying energy to ground yes. next to the earth. Things of form. Yes. Love Be a queen. 
Be a queen. Be a queen. Yay, I love that. I love that. Well, oh my gosh, I can't believe it, but we are coming to another, uh, the end of another episode of So Divine. But Stephanie, before we wrap up, I think we've got a little bit of an announcement to make. We have an announcement and tell me if I'm too much, making it too much of an announcement. You can roll me in, but mark the date, save your Save your calendar. Put it on the calendar. Save the date. Oh, that's what it is. Save the date and mark your calendars. For January 6th at 5.30 p.m. Okay, this is maybe too much detail. Anyway, Megan and I are going to be doing a online Astro Salon taking you through 2022. Wow. 2022. So excited. We're going to have much more details next month. And also, if you sign up for our our, our email list at sodivine.us, you can be sure that we'll like to get that information even before the next episode of So Divine comes out. So sodivine.us and just sign up for our mailing list and we will get you all the cool and groovy details. Yeah, I can't believe we're even like talking about 2022, but we're going to get you all ready to go with that uh, astrological lineup. I'm excited about that. Me too. All right, Steph. Well, thank you so much. Thank you to all of our listeners out there. We love you. Thanks for being there. Don't forget to reach out as you know at sodivine.com. Uh, send dot us an us. email. Oh, dot what? Us. Dot us. Sodivine.us. Send us an email. <laughs> we love hearing from you. We do so much. And big thank you to our producers, Nick Patreon, Sebastiano Tecchio, and a big, big, big thank you to you, my dear friend and colleague. And just like, mm, I don't know what that word was, but Megan, thank you again. <laughs>